The difference between a good podcast interview and a not so good podcast interview isn't a lot. It is only in those minor things that the podcast host takes care of when they are identifying a guest or communicating with them, bringing them on the show, etc. Now, in this episode, we are going to discuss about seven such rarely discussed podcast interview tips that can help you create a good interview podcast. Welcome to the Podcasting University. Looking for help on starting your own podcast? Then this is the place to be. We will help you with everything from selecting your topic to promoting and monetizing your podcast in the simplest language possible. Listen to other podcasters who've been through the grind and learn from them as we interview them every week. You can find more details on thepodcastinguniversity.com. Hello and welcome to episode 80 of the Podcasting University. This is Dilip, your host, and in this episode, we'll continue our conversation on podcast interview tips. And I will give you some very simple tips to create good podcast interview episodes. But before that, if you've been a regular listener of the Podcasting University, then please do take a few minutes out and rate the show on Apple Podcasts and give a review for this show about whatever it is that you think. I would absolutely love a genuine review for the show because that will help me in improving this show and bringing out content that is relevant to you. And if you're able to spend a few minutes and read the episode on Apple Podcasts, it will help ensure that other people who are looking for similar information are able to find the show on Apple Podcasts. So with that out of the way, let's get straight onto the tips that I was talking about. Here are seven rarely discussed podcast interview tips that can help you make a good interview podcast. Number one, pick good podcast guests. Now, this is a no-brainer. But keep in mind that the difference between a good interview podcast and a not-so-great one is in the kind of podcast guests that you invite to your show. Remember that the podcast guests that you are inviting on your show should be aligned to your niche and to whatever it is that you're trying to communicate to your audience. While most of the podcast guest matching services like Podmatch and Matchmaker.fm make some decent matching, yet it might not be the best matches. So it is your responsibility to ensure that you're doing your part and vetting your guests and seeing if they have anything that is of value to you and your audience. Now, I had invited Brendan Kumaraswamy to my show some time back. This was through one such podcast guest matching services. So if you look at his background, you might think that probably he isn't a fit for a podcasting tips related show. But when I did my part of the research, I found out that there is a lot of value that he can offer to podcasters. And hence, I brought him on the show. And that episode turned out to be the second most downloaded episodes until today. So spend some time on vetting your podcast guests and pick good podcast guests for your show. Number two, background research. Now always spend some time to do a background research of your guests. Background research can help you a lot. There are some very critical things that researching can help on. Like number one, you'll be able to learn if the guest is a good fit for your show and accordingly decide if you really need to bring him on the show or not. Number two, you can make notes about what kind of questions they have been asked in other podcast interviews and prepare your questions accordingly so that you don't ask the same question and you are 
pitching your questions in a slightly different way to your guests so that they're able to offer even more value than what they had provided in some of the earlier interviews. Number three, what are the topics that your guest is an expert on? You'll be able to learn more about this and you will also be able to know how you can use their expertise and bring out value that your audience would like. Number four, you'll be able to know if they have a social media presence and how active they are on some of these channels. And this will also help you decide if you'll be able to take help of their network to find newer audience and also other prospective guests. Number five, you'll be able to learn how engaging they are in terms of conversations. When you listen to other podcast interviews, you will know how good they are with conversations and if they can provide value to your guests. And number six, you'll be able to learn more about their works, which will in turn help you prepare your interview questions. Now, research helps ensure that you're bringing right guests who fit your niche onto your podcast and also ensure that they are aligned with your podcast objective. We're almost about five minutes into today's episode. And if you're enjoying this conversation, then please do share this episode and this show with people you think might find value from this information that I share on the Podcasting University. Sharing is pretty easy. All that you need to do is just send them a link or you can use the share button that is available on the episode page on the podcastinguniversity.com. So go ahead, share it with your friends, relatives and your acquaintances and your social media circles and let them benefit from the information that I'm sharing on the Podcasting University. Now let's continue with today's conversation. Number three, work on how you can use your guests' expertise. Now, oftentimes we come across guests who might not look the best fit for your show at the outset. Their expertise might not necessarily be in the same field as that of yours. And it is normal for us to think that they probably might not be a good fit for our show. But that isn't how it works. If you are able to spend a few hours thinking through how you can use their expertise in your niche, then you will be able to get guests from varied backgrounds onto your show and your audience will enjoy it. They'll not find it too monotonous. Now, in the example that I spoke about earlier, Brendan is an expert in public speaking and is a public speaking coach. So superficially, if I look at it, he might not look like the best guest for a podcasting tips related show. But as podcasters, some tips and advice on public speaking can always be helpful for all of us. So from that perspective, Brendan was a best fit and he proved to be an amazing guest with all of the golden nuggets that he shared on the show. Now, when I look at it from my podcast perspective, guests who are experts in systems, time management, interpersonal skills, etc. are all good fit. All that I need to do is just spend some time to analyze, evaluate and prepare questions on how I can use this expertise of, of my guests and provide value to my audience. So the only thing that I need to do is spend some time to see how they'll fit into my show and how I can extract value out of them. Number four, have a pre-interview process. Now, when you're starting off, I would recommend having a pre-interview process. Now, a pre-interview process primarily helps in three things. Number one, you'll be able to build a rapport with your guest if your guest is relatively new to you and also the other way around. Number two, you'll be able to give your guest a brief about the expectation from the interview about your show and also about yourself. So this will ensure that the guest is prepared and comfortable for the interview. Number three, you'll be able to provide an outline to the guest about the kind of questions that you're planning to ask them. That will help them prepare and be ready with their responses when they are coming on to the interview. The only thing that you might want to keep in mind is that 
Keep these pre-interview processes to not more than 5 to 10 minutes. Number 5. Pre-wire your guests. Now one of the things that there is a lot of discussion around is if you should send the list of questions to your guests or not. My recommendation is absolutely yes, you should send the list of questions to your guests. Even if you don't want to send the complete list of questions, you can at least send them an outline of what are the questions that you're planning to ask. Understand that all of us are into multiple things. And when we are doing multiple things, it isn't easy for us to recollect things from the past. And the last thing that you would want on your show is for a guest to be lost and sound blank when you ask them a question. When you send your guest a list of questions, they'll at least be prepared with their responses. They'll keep a list of timelines and notable achievements that they would want to share on the show. So that way it'll be easier for them to recollect and reproduce it on the show. Your list of questions will also help brief your guests about what is going to happen on the show. And this practice of sending a brief about the questions that I would ask on my podcast interviews is something that I've been following for long and something that I would recommend. Number six, record your intro later. Now, I'm not a fan of a five-minute introduction of a guest on the show while he or she is sitting there staring at the screen. And, you know, this can make a lot of guests very uncomfortable and some of them can even feel a lot embarrassed when you're talking all of these achievements of theirs in front of them. And if they aren't prepared for it, they can feel really, really uncomfortable about it. And they wouldn't also know how to respond to such an introduction and the beginning itself can become really boring and uh, a little uncomfortable for both you and the guest. Hence, I would recommend that you record the intro later and mix it into your show rather than doing it online with your guest there. So there's a lot of varying thoughts around this, but this is my perspective. But if you feel otherwise, you can absolutely go and do it. But you will find the value of not doing it online along with this guest if you try doing it once. Number seven, minimize distractions. Now, keep distractions away from the duration of the interview. Mobile phone ringing, door opening, your pets joining the interview can all be distractions and can break the thought flow of your guest. Now, I've seen a couple of interviews on YouTube where it becomes really uncomfortable when all of a sudden there is a pet who jumps on to the lap of the host and the entire conversation kind of breaks there, the thought flow breaks and as an audience, I also feel suddenly disconnected from the interview. So keep in mind that all of these distractions are not only distractions for the guest, but it can be distracting for your audience as well. So keep distractions out. Try to minimize distractions as much as possible. So those were the seven rarely discussed tips around conducting better interviews. I hope you enjoyed this episode and you found value in it. If you did, then do visit the podcastinguniversity.com for the show notes and the printable transcript and also the recommended resources for starting a podcast. If you're new to podcasting, then you might want to join my free 10-day e-course on how to start a podcast. It is available for free on the podcastinguniversity.com. Go ahead and sign up for the course today and get started with your own podcast. The Podcasting University is available on pretty much all podcasting platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Amazon Prime Music, Spotify, Ghana, and Geo7 as well. So pick your favorite platform and give it a listen there. And if you like the show, don't forget to subscribe to the show in order to stay updated with the latest episodes that I release. That is all that I have for this episode. I'll be back again the next week with another podcasting-related information. Until then, keep listening to the Podcasting University. This is goodbye from Dilip. 
you all have a wonderful rest of the week. <laughs>